You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Tuesday, December 19th, and we're talking Pirates baseball today with Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter for MLB.com. But unlike previous podcasts, Adam is joining us in person in our very spacious studio here at MLB.com. Uh, Adam, gracious enough to make the trip to our neck of the woods in New York uh, from the Steel City. Adam, I got to ask, though, before the baseball talk, what is the mood in Pittsburgh right now after that crushing defeat by the Patriots on Sunday. I still can't believe the ending of that. Still trying to figure out what a catch is or is not. And also really into the phrase, survive the ground. We're all (laughs) just trying to survive the ground, maybe even on this podcast. God. I mean, and look, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I still have nightmares about 2014 with Des Bryant and the playoffs. That cost them a chance at a potential Super Bowl. And not saying that this will do the same to the Steelers, but I mean, the second I see that play, I'm always in the end zone, game over. And, and Tony Romo calling the game. And no right, less. of all things, <laughs> of all things, Romo on commentary. That was just the symmetry there was unbelievable. Was but uh, I think for the Steelers, you know, they, they didn't have Antonio Brown for two quarters. If they have to go to New England, I still like their chances, but what a way to lose. Oh, yeah, that's just a tough way, especially when you see that potential game-ending interception yes. pass through the guy's hands, oh, and you're God. like, oh, no. Something about the Patriots and goal line stands in big games. I don't, I don't know what it is, but if there's, a, if there's a part two to this rivalry in 2017, then uh, we're all for it because that was a heck of a game on Sunday. just didn't t- quite turn out the way the Steelers fans were hoping. So, Adam, let's get to some uh, baseball talk now. As you so eloquently put it uh, the other day on Pirates.com, to rebuild or reload, that, of course, is the question. That's always the question. The Pirates, I think, more than any other team in baseball at such a crossroads. Give us the arguments for and against uh, each scenario and what direction you think they will ultimately take. Yeah, well, this was all kind of inspired when Neil Huntington came out the last day of the winter meetings and said they didn't really know which direction they're going to go, which mm. I don't necessarily believe. I <laughs> think that they it's setting up for the, the case that they could go in either direction. They could sort of reload and try to add around the margins again, kind of like they did last offseason, and make one last playoff push with Andrew McCutcheon in 2018. Or they could take a step back, deal Garrett Cole, deal Andrew McCutcheon, deal Josh Harrison, and sort of build around that younger core for 2019 and beyond. And there's definitely arguments for both. I think going forward in 2018 is a little bit more sentimental based around McCutcheon, basically. This is his last year under club control in Pittsburgh. He's the franchise player. He has not played past the NLDS. You want to give him one last chance before he basically can test the waters of free agency and and probably leave elsewhere. Uh, I think that would even be the best case scenario for that relationship would be just they go into free agency and can't reach a can't reach a deal. And then you say, all right, well, they've been unlucky the last couple of years. Starling Marte has, was suspended. Jung Ho Gung hasn't been in the country. Gregory Polanco hasn't reached his potential. So on and so forth. You could do that for a long time. Right. Um, but then the argument for rebuilding in 2019 just seems a little bit more logical at this point. You know, you look back and you say, this core has not gotten the job done. You know, this is largely, I think there's eight or nine of the same players uh, that were on the 2015 team that won 98 games are still here, including four or five of the guys who led that team in wins above replacement. They still haven't gotten the job done. So you say, all right, there's this young core coming up. You build around Jameson Tyone, Chad Cool, Trevor Williams, and that group, Josh Bell, Get some young talent by trading somebody like Cole, who who is definitely a trade asset, 
and you say, all right, what can you do when the Cubs aren't quite this team, when the Cardinals aren't quite this team, when maybe the Reds and Brewers are on a, the other end of where they're going right now? And I, I personally think they're leaning in that direction, and that's why Neil Huntington came out and said that, because if you're trying to win in 2018, I don't think you come out and you say, we're not sure if we want to win in 2018. Yeah, that was kind of an odd statement to make. But like you said, uh, I think there's a plan in place. They're not just being overly transparent about what that plan right. is, at least right now here in uh, in mid-December. And Adam, it's uh, it's ironic and I guess you know appropriate that on the day that you join us here in New York, on the back page of the New York Post is a photoshopped image of Garrett Cole's head with a Yankee cap sticking out of a stocking. And, of course, the headline is, you know, Cole in their stocking. Ha, ha, ha. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. Well well done, New York Post. Well done. But, obviously, the you know, the headline uh, alluding to the, the notion that the Pirates uh, could deal Garrett Cole to the Yankees. The Yankees have this all-world lineup now with that Stanton guy, whoever he is. <laughs> uh, so they want to shore up the pitching a little bit. And Cole is a guy that they're targeting. You know, their smoke here is their fire. I think there's so much smoke that there has to be fire at some point <laughs> because it just they make too much sense. You know, the Yankees have liked Garrett Cole since they drafted him in 2008 in the first round. Probably even before that, they scouted him as a high school kid. Uh, he maintained a relationship for a while with uh, their director of scouting, Garrett Cole did. It just makes a lot of sense. They have need. They recently made a trade like that for Sonny Gray. They have surplus prospects, which is an insane place to be when you've just acquired Giancarlo Stanton. Tell me about it. Clint Frazier is like their sixth outfielder. You could build a deal around him, and then all of a sudden you're looking at a team that has a core outfield of Frazier, Meadows, Marte, and Polanco still through 2021 or so, and you can build around that. Then you can deal from your depth. You can you know, maybe add another young arm. Maybe you can go after uh, you know, a Miguel Andahar, a third baseman who could fill a, a pretty significant need there. Uh, there's just too much smoke for this not to be real. The problem is, is that both are kind of dealing from a position of strength. The, the Pirates don't have to trade Cole because he has two years of control left, and I, they still could contend, I guess, in 2018. And the Yankees don't really need a starting pitcher. They have five guys right now. They have a ton of prospects coming up. And there's a ton of talent out there on the market right now. Uh, Patrick Corbin and Michael Fulmer are similar to Cole. There's a ton of free agents still available. None of the top guys have signed. So I could see this maybe lasting a while, these negotiations kind of being prolonged because, you know, both clubs are trying to win the deal, you know, so to speak. And they don't have to do anything right now. And as this market moves so slowly, like I don't necessarily think anything's going to happen tomorrow but I would not at all be surprised at this point if, if Garrett Cole was a Yankee come opening day. Let's say a deal does get done. Is Clint Frazier the guy? I mean, is is I mean, could they explore maybe a Glaber Torres? Is, are there other pieces here, or is Frazier the the have to have guy if the if the deal gets done? I would think Torres is probably the guy that you ask for first, sure. just because he's what the number two overall yeah. prospect by MLB Pipeline. He's a shortstop who can hit. He can play second base or third where they have some need in the in the near future. And then maybe you go to an uh, Esteban Florial, who's kind of an elite center fielder. It would make sense considering how they targeted Victor Robles last offseason, basically the next cutch mm-hmm. to go after that guy. But I think those are the offers that you push to the front at, you know, at first. That's mm-hmm. what you say, all right, this is what we have. And then you negotiate down from that. And then you find Frazier makes a ton of sense. Uh, Adams, the right-handed pitcher, makes a lot of right. sense. Another one of their top prospects. Andahar makes just so much sense as a third baseman at a spot where the Pirates don't have any high minors depth right mm-hmm. now. So if you could work a deal around Frazier, Andahar, and maybe a lower-level arm or something, it wouldn't be entirely dissimilar from what you saw the Yankees uh, give up for Sonny Gray. I think that was Fowler, uh, Mateo, and Caprellian. Right. So that's 
you know, two top 100 prospects and a good arm. Mm-hmm. I think the Pirates would be completely within their rights to ask for a similar package from Cole, and that sets them up well because those guys are near ready. So then you're not looking at a 2021 rebuild. You're looking at a 2019 retool, as they like to say. I know that the Yankees and Pirates aren't traditional rivals, but would it still be hard to see Garrett Cole and pinstripes? I think it would have to be just because, you know, the Pirates are the small market. Yeah. You know, they do yeah. this. They're built on draft and development, and the, and the Yankees already haven't gotten Stanton just through sheer force of will and mm-hmm. strength come in and swoop up Garrett Cole as well. That would be tough. I don't necessarily know if Pittsburgh has the warm and fuzzy relationship with Garrett Cole like they do with Andrew McCutcheon. Mm. Seeing Andrew McCutcheon anywhere else would be really hard, I think, for anybody, including just casual baseball fans. Mm -hmm. But I think people could probably come to terms with Cole being elsewhere, just knowing that it's coming eventually. Uh, so long as the return is right. Yeah, absolutely. And it begins, like you said, with uh, with Clint Frazier and, and some pitching prospects. But like you said, uh, I think that this may drag out for a little while. It's not something that you expect to get done before the turn of the new year. But before opening day, absolutely a possibility. Right. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, on that front. So, Adam, as we come down the home stretch here, like we said, uh, six days before Christmas, which is hard to believe. So some Christmas-themed questions for you regarding this Pirates team. Look up and down this roster. Who on the Pirates Club right now would make the very best department store Santa Claus? That's a great question. I'm going to say Ivan Nova. Okay. If only because he's, and this might be a different perception than people have from his time as a Yankee, he's very happy. He's very smiley. It's hard to kind of disturb him. It's hard to bother him. It seems like even when he has a bad start, he's in good spirits. Uh, He's just a generally friendly guy. The other answer there would be Josh Bell, probably, just Mm. because of physical stature. He's a big man. And uh, friendliness. And he's great with kids. I I could see him kind of of enjoying that. But... yeah, you I can't go say, wrong. No, there's there's so many good guys in the Pirates Clubhouse at this point that they're all kind of miniature department store Santas in their own way. Great answer. Love that. Uh, next question for you, Adam. Uh, there's always, I think, you know, one or two players in every clubhouse that likes to, you know, belt out. They think they're Frank Sinatra or maybe at times Eminem. Maybe in other people's ears they're not, but in their own ears they are. They're American Idol. So from that regard... Which players do you think would be part of a Christmas caroling group? I think the only answer here is Stephen Brault, hmm. and I think we would actually enjoy that, because okay. Stephen Brault was a vocal performance major at wow. college at Regis University. Right. He was a frontman of several bands in college hmm. and high school, and even more recently, so I think, uh, I think he could actually hold his own. He might be a soloist in this caroling group. Could we get him on a future podcast to just sing something? That'd be great. Actually, we heard uh, in the clubhouse, I think his first spring, maybe last spring, Jared Hughes, former Pirates reliever, just like found his former band's <laughs> songs and was playing them throughout the clubhouse. So we were walking in being serenaded by this guy who's over in the corner locker. It's kind wow. of bizarre. I'm going to keep that in the back of my uh, index here. Stephen Brault, some point in 2018, he's got to crank out a few, a few tunes here for us. Uh, Adam, of course, as we all know, uh, all that Ralphie wanted for a Christmas story was his precious Red Rider BB gun. So what is the Red Rider BB gun, if you will, uh, for the Pirates this offseason? I think the Pirates want a clear path to the playoffs, Mm. whether it's in 2018 or 2019. They've been kind of this half-in, half-out business going on right now, you know, where you're building around the edges, you're trying to make something happen, you're trying to make the most of it, but I think a clear path where they can say, all right, 2019, we are in, or 2018, we're going to trade prospects, couldn't trade Cole, couldn't trade Kutch, this is the group, we're going to make one last push. Uh, I think that would probably be the uh, big picture thing that they would like is just a realistic path to to the postseason. Absolutely. And uh, Adam, to come down the home stretch here, you know, sometimes a player and a team's fan base need to kind of kiss and make up after a rough season. So from that regard, 
Who needs to step underneath that mistletoe and start fresh for 2018? I think the only answer here is Starling Marte. Yeah. Just based off of the 80-game suspension last season, he was not quite himself when he was on the field. He showed some signs of, uh, of positivity heading down the very end stretch of the season. And he's just such a difference maker when he's right. You know, when he's playing to the full uh, capability that he has, he's, a, he's probably the best player on the team just based on raw athleticism, everything he does offensively, defensively on the bases. So if Starling Marte comes out next season and is that guy, is the 2015, is the 2016 All-Star, I think people are going to pretty quickly forget what happened uh, this past season for yeah, Starling Marte. success, uh, short memories uh, follow when, exactly. you know, when there are some struggles. Hopefully Marte has that for him in 2018. All your Christmas shopping done, or are you going to get some done here in the city? Uh, no comment, but uh, <laughs> let's just say I'm not done. Yeah. Well, you're like any other man, I think. I, I'm the same way, so I've got a few more days to get a few more gifts out, so I'm glad I got some company there. Anything I can get from the MLB.com shop? There you go. Hey, you know what? Let's head downstairs and find out. Maybe we can get a discount. So, Adam Barry, great stuff. This is a pleasure to, uh, to speak to you uh, face-to-face, and uh, we'll speak again at some point in 2018. So thanks uh, so much. I uh, hope you had a good time. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Adam Barry joining us here. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates.